I'd too like to welcome each one here this morning. You know, we have probably no idea, most of us, what it's like to come back from the mission field, but talk to a missionary, and they'll share kind of how the struggle of getting their identity back. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 5. I kind of enjoy Paul's writings. Got Colossians, a lot of good in that. Ephesians, Galatians, just a, a lot of good for our spiritual input. Thinking of Ephesians, it was written why Paul was in prison, and it was written to the church at Ephesus, which lived in a community that served idols to the extreme, like Diana. And it was to the point where um, they even had to cause uh, an uproar because of that, uh, a certain guy. But anyways, there's a lot in Ephesians, so I want to go to chapter 5 and read the first 15 verses. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ hath also loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for his sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let not be once named among you, as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor filth, foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no warmonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, but, be, but ye were sometimes in darkness, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now, ye are, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And I choose to stop there, even though the, there's more that could be read. <clears throat> but we'll see in verse 1, it says, Be therefore. So you assume that, well, what is he talking about here? Um, usually the word therefore is, the, he is building off of already what was said. So if you go back in Ephesians 4, you'll see a lot of things that is mentioned. Uh, 
the idea of putting off the old man and putting on the new, uh, the idea of uh, putting away lying, be not angry, do not sin, nor grieve the Holy Spirit, forsaking bitterness and wrath and have no clamorous speaking. Paul was addressing that. And then the last verse, he says, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And then he says, therefore, follow, be therefore followers of God as dear children. What is he saying, being followers of God? How do we follow God? I, I know that we have a tendency to be followers. I mean, it's been that way from, from day one, even back to the lesson. They wanted to follow someone. They wanted a king so they can follow, have someone uh, tangible that they can follow. Children have a tendency to want to follow their, their mom and dad. So we have that tendency to follow. We follow sports. We follow uh, uh, musicians. We follow something. And so it's a tendency for us to have that desire for us to follow. So I would like to encourage us this morning of how we can follow God in that same enthusiasm, in that same we love to talk about. You know, you talk about your favorite team. You know, you love to talk about. You love to talk about. You know the names of all the, the the ones that are on the team and how well they did, and and even talk about the coaches and so on. So we have this tendency to to want to follow. I want to go to John chapter eight verse twelve. Jesus gives someone, mentions someone here that you should follow. John 8, verse 12 says, Then Jesus, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. So I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. And so that's who he's encouraging us to follow is him. And Jesus mentioned that if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. It, God and Jesus is, is one or the other. But he says, follow me. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. In thinking of walking in darkness... You, you notice a few verses here that Paul uh, wrote in that he's addressing. And I would like to read that list again. <clears throat> fornication. What is fornication? And I want to talk about these a little bit later. Uncleanness, covetousness, um, filthiness, foolish talking, or, nor jesting. And he also talks about the whoremongers, the unclean persons, and a covetousness, 
covetous man. All will not have part in the kingdom of God. What is it like to follow after Jesus? I want to go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 24. It says, And Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up the cross, and follow me. Part of following God, following after God, being followers of God, and being followers of Christ is denying ourselves. So how do I tell the Western culture today, including us, of denying yourself? We've been brought up that life is all about me. And I mean, this has been way back since I can remember. Life has been all about me. But I think as we proceeded into today's society, that has become more powerful than has ever been. People don't like to be told how to live their life. People go against the encouragement of others. People go against the encouragement of, of the church leaders. People go against being what being told what to do, I guess you might say. People don't like that. I think we've come to the point in life where we can choose. We can choose what we want to watch on our phones. We can choose what we want to who we want to be friends with. We can choose, and, we, and that has become part of our life, and life is all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about my desires. It isn't about what God says is true. And I think that's kind of what we want to encourage as, as fathers and also as a Christian um, leaders of, of a church is to teach the truth, the truth of God, and to share the truth. And I'll be sharing some things that may not be a pleasant thing to talk about, but it needs to be talked about, I think, in our, um, in our life today. Because I think our choices, uh, we wanted to please self, we wanted to do what I want to do, has influenced my Christian walk. Um, part of denying ourselves, if you read in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, follow after charity, which is God's kind of love. It's the agape love. Follow after that. 1 Ephesians 5.15 says, follow after the things which are good the things which benefit others. Romans 14, 19 says we should follow after that which makes for peace. Be a peacemaker. Those are the things that we should be following after because those are the things of God. You know, God is um, peaceful. 
God is loving. God is, does good, even though we may disagree at times. We may say it wasn't so good for me that God put that in my life, but yet he can build on that. So going, uh, and also in Hebrews 6.12, it says that we should follow the example of those who have been faithful in the past. So not only follow Christ, but follow also those who have been successfully lived their Christian life and have passed on. So going back to Ephesians 1, as followers of God, we walk in light. We cannot walk in darkness or sin. If we are in Christ, we will have a life of pleasing him. And then he mentions of some things that we cannot live in, but that has become a part of us. That is who we are because of our sin nature. That's the old man that maybe we haven't totally crucified in Galatians 5.19, it says, all these are the works of the flesh. And he goes through and mentions several things. Maybe I'll just turn to that quickly and, and read it, um, just so that I get it right. Galatians 5.19 and 21, if you're turning, says, envyings. Or, I'm sorry, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now this is us, this is the old man, the works of the flesh, which are those, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkard, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, because they are the work of darkness. And Jesus says, I am the light. So I want to look at those lists and see how they affect us today. Uh, Ephesians 5. Verse 3, fornication, a physical relationship before marriage, uncleanness, an unlawful lust, and pure thoughts and deeds. And think about, think about that. One thing I didn't, I didn't mention that I wanted to mention, this whole idea of idolatry, Paul's addressing that in this portion of scripture. Unlawful lusts, impure thoughts and deeds. What causes all this? Covetousness, the insatiable desire of gratifying their lusts, both physical and material gain. So covetousness is also is a insatiable desire to gratify my lust for gain. We we understand that, but it's also for physical things too. 
a desire, an insatiable desire of, and it's just not having a thought, but it's actually doing it. You know, if you have a, a covetousness desire for something, you're, you're, you're actually pursuing that. And you're thinking of how you can do that. You take advantage of people. You, you do whatever it takes to get what you want. The talk also filthiness, foolish talking and jesting. This refers to our, our language. And this would eliminate our filthy, obscene language that we hear today. And don't say that we don't. Because it's just part of the world's language. And that, that too has been filtered into Christian people. And the whoremongers, it's physical relationship for monetary profit. And that would be considered prostitution. Like I would pay for what I want. Or I would sell for what you want. A whoremonger. Unclean person. This refers impure. This refers impure thought life. This is like when Jesus said that lusting after a woman is committing adultery. Unclean thought life, impure, unholy. You know, the whole thought of, you know, it seems kind of strange that to, to lust is committing, but yet what, what, are your, what are you thinking about in your thoughts when you see an attractive person? And there's nothing wrong with being attractive, but there is a wrong of how we would um, advertise ourselves as what's inside. And it can cause men to start thinking. And that thought process, we see someone immodestly dressed and we, we say, oh, you know, and we turn our eyes and go on. But when we start dwelling on that, you know, like, wow, you know, what's underneath and so on. The acts of the flesh may be pleasurable for a short time, but it's destruction to you, to us. It's going to destroy us. It's going to take us to, and if you go to Proverbs, it talks about that as a, a man as a beast goes to the slaughter. You know, and I think about that as, as we butcher our steers, we, or they send them down this aisleway into a place to be slaughtered. They have no idea that it's happening. And that's exactly what we are doing with our thought life and how we c- conduct our life. If we go to Leviticus... You know, these sins have always been part of life. 
from the time of the beginning. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah and how it was destroyed. Leviticus 18, verse 22 and 23. It says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Do you know what is going on in America today? Neither shall thou lie with a beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall a woman stand before a beast to lie down thereunto. It is confusion. Defile not yourselves. You know, to me it's gross, but it's coming into the conservative churches. And, you know, you can... You know, you can ask why. Why are people choosing that lifestyle? You know, it don't just happen. <clears throat> well, I want to finish my thought here. Sorry. I want to go to Romans chapter 1. Verse 24 to 27. Romans 1, 24 to 27 says, Wherefore God hath gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into, the lie, into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up into a vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use that they into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heirs, which was meat. I'm going to stop there. <clears throat> you know, it's very clear on these two passages, and I could have read a, another one, that this lifestyle is wrong. Men with men, women with women, and you think this men with beasts is way out there. Well, you know, you can read the paper and hear, I just, it's been a while now, someone was arrested in, in Napanee because of a, with another horse. And it's just, w what has caused people to get to this point in their life? Ephesians 4, God also mentioned obscene and indecent conversation. I think it's, it's root, it's seed that's planted into our life. You know, you start hearing these words, and it's, you know, look at the children. You know, sometimes they blurt out something, and you say, where in the world did you hear that? It's just all around us, you know, our neighbors at school. Going back to Ephesians 4, I think it's a, a lifestyle that, is so getting so closer to us 
and it's starting to involve us as Christians. Okay, verse 7 of, verse, of chapter 5. Be therefore, be, be not ye therefore partakers with them. So don't be involved in their life, or not be involved. Don't, um, you can't take yourself out of this world, but you need to be the light of the world. And so we can't, you know, if, if our children are learning things and, it's, and we are learning things, we need, to, we need a body of believers more than we ever have in the past, I think, to keep us from, from the wickedness and the involvement of the world. So don't be partakers of them. Don't allow that into the church. Don't allow that into the family. Don't. Um, do what you can to protect yourself from that. Verse 5 it says, For you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater. And I was thinking about that. Why does he refer covetousness and I, w- I would assume that all these other things could be fit in that same category. Why is that an adultery? Why would he call that an adulter? Well, an idol is something you worship. It's something that you bow before and you ask God to bless you. This lifestyle of darkness... I think is something that we're worshiping. Um, thinking about fornication again, the desire that I can't wait till I'm married. Think of the committing adultery with other people's neighbors' wives or whatever it may be. Think of divorce and remarriage. Think of our men who are involved in pornography, and I hear now that even women are involved in that. Think of that lifestyle that is creeping into the conservative church and then say, it's okay. Well, we're not, but some churches are saying it's okay. You know, God loves those people. And God cares about those people, so we should care and love for them also. Well, the reason we get there is because that becomes our idol. You know, when I had a bad day, what do I like to do? I don't fall on my knees to God, or maybe I would fall on my knees to Diana, or maybe I would go to whatever I would like to go to for pleasure. And I would seek that. That's become my idol. If I, it's monetary things, that's becomes my idol because that's what I'm worshiping. That's what I'm trying to pursue in life. Those things which do not satisfy. And Paul was saying in this contents of, of this idolatrous town, 
that these things, fleshly and monetary, has become our idols. You know, we, we get married and, <clears throat> you know, we don't get what we want. And we get frustrated with our companions. It's because life has become so much about me. And I don't consider the other person like I should. So how do we get around all that? The flesh is manifested in these things. But in the spirit, the spirit manifests a total, totally new lifestyle. It talks about the fruit of the spirit there in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Walking in darkness, the manifestation of that is serving self. The manifestation of the spirit is serving others. In Colossians 3, verse 10, it says, And have put on the new man, which is the manifestation of the spirit, a new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. So it's a going back to um, following, who are we following? The flesh, the old man, or the new man? And the new man is renewed. It's a daily process in Romans chapter 12, it talks about the renewing of the mind. You know, it's just not a flash of light. You know, 66 years later, I'm still learning how to renew my mind from the things that I have done in the past. Now going back to Ephesians again. <clears throat> Verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Follow God. Follow God. And follow him with all your heart. This means to imitate God and how you are on the inside and also the out. Don't focus only on one or the other. Focus on both. Focus on how I, how I deal with self, what I'm doing about my idolatry, idolatry, the idol that I'm bound before worshiping. Think about um, the outside is my outside who I'm associating with, who I am um, enjoy friendship with. Is it godly people or is it people that are also serving other idols? 
Why don't we stand for a word of prayer? Father, I thank you for your love to us. And Lord, I know some of the things that were said this morning were not maybe areas in our life that we struggle with, but we all do struggle with some, especially with serving idols. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd give us the grace to follow you with all our heart and pursue things that are good and righteous and and I just pray, Lord, for each one of us. And if we don't know what that light is, that each one of us would crucify our old man and put on the new man, and you will show us that light to us. So I just pray, Lord, for your blessing on this message, that it would reach our hearts. And I'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> 